Hello. Hey, Marilyn. What's up? Good morning. How are you? Good. Big day. Big day today. Big day. Why is today big? Why is this day different from other days, Dan? Well, we have a new version of iOS out into the wild today. Push it out of the nest. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big step. Bah, you get the uh, – that's right. I had some Irish bacon. Bah, bah. What is I, Irish um, bacon? You get uh, iOS 11 <clears throat> on devices. It's out. You get uh, watchOS 4 out. Yep. And I believe I just checked my TV a little bit ago, and I think it's out of beta and officially the new tvOS too. Oh, wonderful! So it's a big day. It is a big day. Big big day. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. Yeah, I guess. Huh? Sure, let's do it. Well, we got some follow up. I've I've recently amended this on my various programs to follow up and front matter because sometimes it's not really follow up; it's just stuff you want to cover at the top. Front front matter is uh, copyright uh, Merlin Man two thousand seventeen. Seventeen. Gee, that's the year. Me. That's the year. See, if I don't think about it, I know it's 2017, but then I think about it and it really kind of it messes with my gourd a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. The big one or the little one? Hmm? Excuse me? <laughs> the, which gourd? Gourd. You know, gourd. The singer from that Canadian band. Okay. Um, so it's been a big week. Uh, I wanted to promote something uh, this Thursday night. I should go to the page, go to MerlinM.com slash meetup, a wonderful Squarespace page. And you get ungainly X-Men meetup number 18 is happening. You come out to Two Cats Comics, 320 West Portal Avenue, Thursday, September 21st, 730. Come out, hang out. It's not just about comics. It's also about friendship. And, uh, <laughs> and then maybe a drink after. <laughs> right. Friendship. Which is when the friendship begins during the, the drinking part. I'm a master of karate and friendship. See, so you come on out. You're from Philadelphia. I bet you watch that show. I have never seen it, but I know the, the line from it. Um, yeah, this is a weird one already. I, that Irish bacon's kind of firing back on me a little bit. <clears throat> oh. <clears throat> is it safe to cook in iron? Do you think that's safe? Like a cast iron skillet? Yeah. Yeah. Does it seem like we should be using something more modern? No, I think that that's a tried and true piece of kitchen equipment. I think you're probably right. But anyway, it's firing back hard. Uh, you go what to is, what uh, is Irish bacon? Da, da, da. <laughs> that's so that's, that's your answer. <laughs> <laughs> I says to the girl, I says, I'm here to pick up my beautiful pine furniture. <laughs> and she's got the nose ring. Uh, Irish bacon, like most bacon. Listen, listen. First of all, B, this is not about the American bacon meme. Uh, and A, no offense. But other countries got the bacon thing dicked in a way that we don't. I mean, Irish bacon is really, it's, I, w- I want to say there's lots of bacons that are more like ham. They feel more substantial. So like the bacon you get in New Zealand, it's like, a, it's a, that's a whole nother gig, man. Like what they're giving you for bacon there is crazy balls, banana pants. I like an Irish bacon and I make it in a cast iron pan and I have one of those lodge weight things, a presser. What do you call that? Like a searing device. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's a big slab. The same people who make my cast iron pan also make this cool little, it looks like an 1800s kind of dingus. And it's just a big piece of iron with a handle on it and it helps press down. So if, you gotta, if, you're, if you're not doing the bacon method, if you're doing the, the, the top loading method in, in an Irish pan, you push this down and you don't get the bubbles and invaginations. You get a nice flat Irish bacon. And I had seven slices of that kind of quickly. So it's firing back Is a that the bit. only thing you've had today? Yeah. I don't eat really. I don't really eat. What else did I have? I've had. I'm now on my third coffee. I just pulled pulled my third <laughs> coffee. 
I like uh, this. Three coffees, a bunch of bacon. Uh, you're good to go. Three. You're ready to record. I'm going to hop into Runkeeper. Write it all down. You got to get it into push it into Apple Health. Your sodium level, your sodium level is not sustainable. <laughs> oh my god. We'll talk about that with WatchOS. Now I can tell you if your heart's doing crazy stuff when it shouldn't. Right. Uh, we'll get yeah. to that. We're going to cover it all today. I'm here on the show floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what I do in the morning is uh, I make coffee. I pull, I pull a coffee uh-huh. and make a large mug of coffee. And then I take a one liter uh, scientific beaker. It's a big boy. Imagine a one liter. That's the size of like a soda stream container. Okay. But more like, you know, a classic flask. I fill that all the way to the top with ice, and then I pour my pulled coffee, my large coffee, I pour over the ice, and then I drink that. I had two of those today, and then I get this here. And that's a coffee I made, a pulled here at work, and I'm having it in the cup that I stole from my friend Lance in 1991. How's it going, Lance? Lance Gentry? Yep, yep, yep. He's, a, he's an ultimate fighter. Wait, who's Lance Gentry? What is that? The guy I went huh. to high school with. Oh, Lance. Yeah. So you go to Two Cats Comics, 320 West Portal Avenue. That's in San Francisco, 94127. Don't be creepy. Uh, it's easily accessible via Muni. There's lots of good places to eat around there. You could get a burger or a steak at uh, the Bull's Head Inn. Uh, there's lots. There's good Mexican food. There's uh, a really good Indian place near there. Do you recommend uh, that folks come with a full stomach? Yes, I mean, ideally, I eat before I go everywhere because I learned a long time ago that other people don't care about food as much as I do. So if somebody says, hey, come over for dinner. I eat dinner before I go to dinner. And then you know what? I get to be a gentleman. You know what I mean? I'm not sitting there like staring at them in, in their kitchen while they're shucking and jiving and <laughs> right, drinking red wine. Right, right, right. Are we going to eat or what? <laughs> you can't say that. You can't say that to us. Are we going to eat or what? <sighs> no, we got to go talk about our kids. I went to a party last week. Everybody just talked about their kids. One lady's having problems. Her kid's eight, and he's still, he can't drink water before bed. Why, because he pee-pees in the night? Yeah, that's rough, man. That is rough. I had friends that were like, uh, I had a friend in junior high that still had a problem with that. That sucks. I'm not making fun. I'm saying simpatico fist bump. Um, so you go to three, uh, uh, 320 West Portal Avenue here in San Francisco. That's 7.30 on uh, Thursday, September 21st. If you're listening to this after Thursday, September 21st, you didn't go, you missed it. My son um, can, can hold his bladder at, indefinitely. My kid, you know, I'm trying to say fewer personal things, but yes, she can hold everything. I don't know how she does it. No either. I got a Clorox bottle here for my work. But she can just go all day, all night. She, I don't know how she does it. It does not, it does not make any sense to me yeah. uh, how he can do that. And I, I was not like I was like that. My wife wasn't like that. I don't know where it comes from. He just, it's, it's like it's optional for him. I'm like, aren't you uncomfortable? And if he actually says, I have to go to the bathroom, like I have to pee. Oh, this is it's ser- like it's gone to a point where you and I would be unconscious yes. i think you're in the uh, the ultraman scenario <laughs> yes <right>? yes exa- <laughs> exactly <laughs> hayata <laughs> <laughs> yeah you put, your, you put your spoon up the air and just start urinating freely yeah because your chest is beeping <laughs> you may never rise again i used to love that show me too they took it off the air wxix they took it off the air because it was too violent i could only see it when i was in florida 
They get up early and watch Ultraman. Down there, down there, it's considered educational. They took off wrestling. (laughs) WXIX Cincinnati, Ohio. They took off wrestling. They took off roller derby. They took off the Ultraman. Wow. Had to get up at seven in Clearwater, Florida. Hakuna Matata. (laughs) So anyway, I'll see you Thursday night. Uh, And oh, you know what's happening? Uh, I've already comicsologyed this. I think there's a new Marvel thing happening. Oh, like a new global event where New York gets destroyed. It's what is it called? It's their new thing. Uh, their new thing is Marvel Recent. Marvel, what's it called? It's the new thing. Somebody, somebody toot me. What's it called? The new Where's Marvel. Where's Moises when we need him? We out, am I right? Um, it's, uh, anyway, it's the new event. And uh, yeah, and they're bringing back some uh, beloved characters. They're bringing back some characters. So hopefully, one hopes, maybe we'll get to see the Fantastic Four again. They'll probably screw it up. You know, they'll, they'll probably uh, put a robot back in there or something. Yeah. Life model decoy or whatever. Life model decoy. Yeah, but I'm going to pick up some of those. But I went and looked at the Marvel page. Let's go to Marvel Comics and see, because I have a feeling they'll probably be promoting it. Um, What's the new thing called? Because this this might be something we're talking about. I told my kid about it. She's not super excited about it, but I was like, you know, you might want to, you know, been so into the comics lately. You might want to, you know, check it out. It's a good time to jump back in. Oh, and I, I, I know we're still doing follow up and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I had a, an interesting scenario take place with my Wi-Fi that I wanted to kind of follow oh, up on uh, later. I would, lo- I would love to hear that. Right. That's really all I had, 3, 320 Westport Ave when you come out. Two, two guys comments Thursday night. What kind of, I know some people are sort of crowd averse. Is it a small crowd or is it a lot of people? Is it pushing and shoving? I'm not very well known nor popular, so you're good. Just okay. come on out. It'll be seven to 40 people closer to 19 people. All right. And they're all uh, dorks. Right. And they're really nice, mostly. And they're weirdos. So, like, don't worry. Like, if you're not into comics, don't worry. If you just want to come out and say hi, this is a great place to come out and say hi. Please do it. Um, it's, it's a nice environment. It's a very clean store. You're not allowed to have drinks and stuff in there. They're real. They, they, but, but they're very, very friendly well, to everybody. Well, spill on the, the comic books. You don't want to spill. They got a lot of trades. They're pretty good with the trades. Does anybody get a tooth this at me? Does anybody know what's the event called? Marvel? I guess I could go to Comixology. This is not in the show, right? No, we'll edit. I'll edit all this out. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, Marvel Comics coming. Age of Heroes. Marvel Universe Live. Huh? Secret Empire. Microsoft Secret Secret Empire. No, I think... um, I'm just Googling things, and there's different things. Secret Empire event. Let's see. Recently reduced. Just added. As a consequence of Red Skull's manipulations with a sentient cosmic cube named Kobik, Captain America was this? I don't know. I don't think so. Runaways. Oh, they're relaunching Runaways. That's cool. Age of Heroes. Why is this not being promoted? I'm pretty sure it's tomorrow. I I I got an email from the comic store. Secret Empire. Anyway, come on out. I'll be picking one up. Okay. An article in March 15th of 2017 by someone named Jim Dandy mm. says Marvel's That's next big event, name. Secret Empire, is rapidly approaching. And they've been pushing out a bunch of details. That was back in March. So I'm I don't circumspect know if- about things with secret in the name. That, that's had a kind of mixed history. <laughs> yeah. Secret Wars. Secret War. War. There's the one where, no spoilers, there's the one where um, Nick... Um, the one where he brainwashed everybody, or he like reset everybody's memories, and it's, it's the one where they introduced uh, Daisy Johnson. Mm. I think that's Secret War. That's a good one. Anyway, there's a Marvel event. You come out to three, 320 Westport Avenue. 
Two Cats Comics. Um, we got to get moving. We're 11 minutes in. Yeah. Uh, can I do some quick, uh, these aren't, aren't so much questions as listener feedback. Yeah. Like a two quickies. Go for it. Uh, one is listener Chris. Listener Chris heard my plea. Chris with a K. Don't be creepy. Heard my plea as regards, hey, it would be neat if all kinds of notifications on Apple products would allow for things like, remind me about this N minutes after I leave this place. Remind me N minutes after I arrive at this place. Right. And he says, hey, Dan and Merlin, DDD heard Merlin going, I wasn't going on about this. I was speaking very lucidly, listener Chris. He says, I, I heard Merlin going on about reminders, wishing it would remind you X minutes after you arrive. Something I also wish. I remember check mark two from the creators of Alto's Adventure. Uh, I went and looked at this, and uh, it's got a couple dings on it. One is it's four ninety nine, like up front. No, the thing is, I ordinarily, you know me, right? You know me? Yeah, very I'll, well. I'll, yeah, I'll spend money on stuff. It hasn't been updated since 2014. Hmm. But if you want something that does this, uh, and you got $5, and, and don't mind that it hasn't been updated, red flag, you, you can go check out uh, Checkmark 2 by the Altos Adventure People. That is in show notes. Thank you, listener Chris. Uh, Dan, where would people find show notes for episode diggity 342 of your Back to Work program? They can go to 5by5.tv slash B is in boys, 2 is in the number, W is in walrus slash 342. Three, four, two. Other quickie. I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, listener Dan writes to say, in episode 341 of your Back to Work program, thank you, listener Dan, Merlin questions some of the pictures featured in the, quote, shot on iPhone, unquote, ad campaign. Such skepticism is warranted, says listener Dan. All of these photos and videos are technically captured on iPhones, but there's usually a lot of additional gear involved. That's kind of what I was thinking. Me the too. Lights, the lights don't look like lights that we light. Uh, and he says, here's an article and video with a behind-the-scenes look at some of the gear and techniques used to capture them. And he links to something he wrote on – I put it in show notes. I think it's DP Review. The yeah, famous DP Review. Site. And uh, I watched this whole video, and it, this is – you know, like one of the things they explain on this page is that it is – yes, the, the, the iPhone is being used to capture the image. But it's sort of like in um, Men in Black – where no spoilers, but the the yeah. two guys are actually controlled inside. There's like a tiny, tiny little alien. Oh, uh, inside Tony Shalhoub. In, yeah, in in the in the in the head, and the the body is sort of just on autopilot. You know, uh, not autopilot, but being piloted by the tiny little alien inside the head of the of the you know the fake sort of android body, and that's kind of what it's like. It's like yeah, the technically speaking like the sensor of the iphone is capturing the image but by the way there are these huge lenses and stabilization systems and lighting and all of this other really high-end professional photographic gear kind of surrounding the iphone uh and i guess they can say yeah it was taken by an iphone but like you're not going to take that picture you're not going to take that out of the box. And I, I, that's not like dishonest, I guess. But on the other hand, the value proposition of the iPhone is that, is that it, it is, as they say, the phone you have with you. Right. Under what you would expect to be normal conditions. Now, with that said, my 7 Plus, big boy, I mean, I love the photos I take on that Me thing. But they too. don't look anything like those low light photos that, that people put up. I, I'll tell you another thing I do. You know, I'm not on the Instagram. I don't do a lot of filter stuff, but I get a lot of mileage out of an app that was acquired by Google called Snapseed. Um, you see, I can't text this to you, can I? I guess I can. Yeah, Skype you, you, you can send me some. 
I got the okay, phone. So the phone right I really now. like this photo. I'm going to send you. This is a photo I took of my daughter waiting for her sandwich to be delivered. And I, that's a really, I think that's a nice candid shot. It's a portrait. So it's a little blurred out in the background. Can, can you see that? Did you send it Look to like, me in Skype or in the regular? Oh, I sent it to you in the dingus, in the robot, in the uh, iMessages. I'm, I'm waiting for it from you. And I'll see you. Oh, oh geez. I, where I you- upgraded. Oh, I got to tell you, I upgraded to Sierra. I'm on Sierra now. Oh, really? I have a wonderfully boring anecdote about how well it went. Well, let's hear let's that. Well, let's, I mean, we're still doing it. We'll our responses. Okay. There we I'll go. Put it, I'll put a little list on there. Did you just say hi? Yeah. Okay. Did you get the photo? No. Did you, do you have a hacking phone? No. Okay. iOS 11 on it, too. No, something's coming down now. My think phone think is like super down. busy because after I installed iOS 11, oh, I had here to comes up, the photo updates. I had to update go. all my apps and everything else, and it's oh, it's uh, photos, photos. Feel under your uh, feel under your camera lens. <laughs> it's very very hot under the photo lens. Really? That's uh, I, I really what is that? Um, it's one thing is it's crunching on your photos because now it's updating with the oh with the like new... that. Now I got the picture. Okay, so the first one's nice, right? Yeah, like that's a good photo. That's a great photo. And the one below it, which you will get in a second, yep. is uh, with just a little bit of love in Snapseed. Whoa. So you go That's into Snapseed. That's a huge difference. Look at that. It yeah, looks like well, a Norman I mean, Rockwell painting. It's a, well, it's a snapshot, but the nice thing with Snapseed is it's uh, – and I'm sure there's a million. Please don't email me. I know there's a million that do this, but I, I really like the way Snapseed works. You just pop it open. You pop open a recent photo. say open from device. And what I usually do is I add a little bit of – First, I'll do like an autocorrect, right? You know, just just run the basic mojo on here to like do the levels and stuff, and then I will do from that first screen. I will do oh, nobody cares, but you can add um, like a little bit of presence no, I wanna, to it. I do. I care. Okay. All right. So you get Snapseed. Let me go ahead and open up a photo. Download it just, right now. <clears throat> it really it can make a really uh, marked difference in uh, what is otherwise like a pretty good photo to start with. All right. So. I open up a photo, and then you click on the pencil to edit. The first thing I do is I hit Tune Image, and I just hit the magic wand, and that does some level stuff. Nice thing here, you can long press on the image, and it'll show you what it looked like before you did that change. So you can kind of do a little before and after. <clears throat> I like that change, so I'm hitting Check. While I'm still inside of that one, I then while you're on the photo, this is I love this, you can just move your thumb up while it's on the photo and you select a different thing. I do ambience and I bring up the ambience just a little bit, which I think mostly adds some clarity and mid tones without over sharpening it. And it makes it just a little bit more vivid. I do ambience plus 30 or so to that. Check that. Now I'm going to hit the pencil and I'm going to go to details. And this is where the magic happens. So you go on the photo and you select structure, add just a little bit of structure, not too much. You can do structure or you can do sharpening. I don't, I don't technically know the difference, but structure is what brings out those freckles. That is so cool. That is so cool. Anyway, Snapseed. I'll put it in show notes. Yeah. God, I'm sorry. This show's already kind of a mess, isn't it? No, this is my kind of show. I from, probably had too from, much coffee. Out of the gate. This is what I like. I haven't even touched my third coffee. Snapseed on the, the app store. you made it work that you pulled? Pulled at work? I pull, pulled. I pulled. I don't do the AeroPress anymore. I'm not against the AeroPress, but I just did the Melita. Uh, you know, little one shot dingus. The, the pour over, <clears throat> pour pour over pull, Snapseed. Anyway, uh, photos are fun. 
So I thought that was interesting. So you watched the video for that. Did the story checks out, you think? Like, yeah, I mean, those yeah, photos the guy, would be nice. I forget the guy's name. He's a really cool dude. I've watched a bunch of his other videos, and he does, he does, he's great. He's like a YouTube guy. He's really, really good, uh, young guy. And in this video, he kind of says, you know, like, here is what might be going on, and here are these expensive rigs, and here's the stabilizing stuff. And he actually recommends um, some relatively affordable lens upgrades that like the one that he recommends it's a it's a case that you can get for your phone and the the, no it's not that one um and i forget the one it'll it's there on that page but it's it's a special case that fits over it and then you can it the the benefit of having the case is when you're swapping out these different lenses you know then you've got like a telephoto style and a, and just other improved lenses that you can use that it ensures that they're mounted exactly perfectly over the camera every time right. and that's the benefit of the the case and the way they plug into it but, I thought, I don't know if I was the Olio I got whatever that that one is that you can get like three different different lenses for it but I ended up not using it cuz it you're absolutely right the the benefit and the detriment is that it does require the case, which is kind of bulky. And then you end up having this giant lens. You wouldn't like put it in your pocket, but I guess for, you know, for in certain purposes, if you're using it as a camera, like with a tripod or with a, um, what's that thing I got? DJ Mojo, whatever it's called. One of those, uh, uh, cam things. It would be really good for that. Interesting. Why well, our, our thanks to listener, Dan, for letting us know about that. Right. Thanks, Dan. Bok, bok. Um, <laughs> before we get into iOS 11, would you tell me about something that you like? I would love to tell you about, how about Squarespace? Hey, I know Squarespace. You've heard of them. I, I mentioned them just moments ago. There are a whole bunch of things that you can do with Squarespace. You can turn your cool idea into a brand new website. You can use it to showcase your work. You can blog and just publish content for it. You can sell products and services of all kinds, promote your business. You can make, uh, I've seen a lot of these event pages, whether it's like a wedding or a graduation or a, maybe a big, a big event. You could do the Two Cats uh, Comics, the Merlin thing on there. I think you do. That's what all I do. MerlinM.com is on the Squarespace. That's right. And they've got these beautiful templates. They've got e-commerce functionality. You can sell anything you want. You can customize the look and feel with a few clicks. Everything is optimized for mobile devices right out of the box. That's a big concern. And, uh, and they, they have it done, of course. And they've got domain names now. You get They have over 200 extensions you can pick and choose from. Free and secure hosting. Nothing to patch or upgrade. 24-7 award-winning customer support. And uh, you can do it. You make it yourself. That's the thing. You make a website by yourself. You don't have to go and hire someone else. You don't need to pay a designer. You need to hire someone to write code. And uh, and the site's going to be beautiful. And it's going to be yours because you're going to be able to customize it. It's uh, it's just a great solution. And uh, I love it. I use Squarespace myself. No reason to build your own sites anymore when Squarespace mm-hmm. exists. So go check out squarespace.com. They'll give you a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your cool new thing, you can use the code It's Your Show, one word, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain, which is a really nice thing to do. Squarespace, they make it easy. You've been hearing us talk about them for a while, isn't it? Time you, maybe you checked it out, or the next time you hear someone complaining about, oh, it's so hard to get a website, you're like, uh uh-uh, uh, it ain't. Mm-hmm. Squarespace.com. Mm-hmm. 
It's your show, 10% off your first purchase. Thank you, Squarespace, for supporting Back to Work with Merlin Mann. Thanks, Squarespace. Bok, bok. Secret Empire is from, they're saying September 13th. Is that right? That just happened. That just happened. That that just happened. I guess guess so. This is really confusing. Um, You know, I have to be honest with you. I am not super duper schmooper like prepared. I haven't prepared a lot for iOS 11 discussion, but. um, Well, I did just kind of spring it on you. Oh no no! It's cool. There's two, two things. Uh, the, well, before uh, before we do it, I got yeah, a go, couple go. quick little quick little notes. I just I feel like I gotta get it out of my system. Is this front matter? It's absolutely front matter. Okay. Um, here's an interesting scenario thing that happened with the Wi-Fi. Didn't I talk? Am I imagining oh, right, it? Right, Did right. I talk about Wi-Fi on an, a previous episode? And I asked for help with my kids' computer. Was that was that? Am I totally hallucinating okay. that I did that? Every day somebody's born who hasn't heard about your Wi-Fi. Okay. Mention it again. Well. As you know, I use the Eero at home for the Wi-Fi in my home network. Before that, I used the Apple base station. And I also, at work, used like an Asus router and stuff. Uh, so I've, I, you know, and I mean, I go back to the early days with the little blue Linksys router. I've, I've been on these things for a long time. And I, I ran yeah, it. What is it? WRT54G? Yep. And uh, <laughs> the classic, and, you yeah, could hack with, the crap out of that. Oh thing. yeah. I had my own Linux thing running on it and it was great. So I ran into a problem recently that in all this time I'd never run into before. And it was really dumb. And uh, the problem that I was originally seeing was my son was complaining that on his computer upstairs, that some of the multiplayer games were, whether it was, you know, Minecraft, we have like a Minecraft server that, uh, that he was used to getting on that was just becoming super slow for him and there would be lagging and other things in some of the other he plays overwatch a lot and uh, that was like acting really weird and i couldn't figure it out and it seemed to primarily just be affecting his computer uh, which is a windows 10 machine it seemed to be affecting that more than the other ones in fact i brought my macbook up there and put it on his desk also on wi-fi and his was like way slower than mine even though he had full bars and i had full bars and i couldn't quite figure this out so i just i wasn't sure and i i messed around with the Eero and did different things and thought well it's probably not that so i tried to track back when it had started and it started kind of around the same time that the uh, hurricane harvey was affecting like the houston area and we were getting some rain bands and i think we lost power for like five minutes one night no big deal but I was able to sort of pinpoint that as being the time. I said, well, I, I, I'm confused by all this because, of course, if you're smart and you want to test your network, you hardwire into it over the Ethernet port and then run a speed test over that port. And that'll show you if your actual Internet connection is is working or if it's just the Wi-Fi. And every time the connection to that was great. We're stuck on cable modem where I live. We can't get fiber. But still, I get about 300 down. Mm-hmm. And about 30 up, um, which is, you know, for a, for a home thing where you're just streaming Netflix. How much down? 300. That seems really high. Uh, it's it's the best you can get on a cable modem, that's for sure. Uh, but it's not yeah, like... Yeah, we're like, we're like one, 130 Meg, megabits, right? Yeah. Wow, that's really fast. Well, it uh, you know, it, it's the best we could get. So, but on the Wi-Fi, he was, he was getting like 10 or 15 down. I'm like, what is going on with this? So 
So as I was sitting there in the room the other last weekend watching football, I looked down and I saw the cable modem had the its two Wi-Fi lights on. And I said, that's funny because I went onto the cable modem router and turned off its built-in Wi-Fi. I don't need its built-in Wi-Fi. I don't want its built-in Wi-Fi. Its oh. built-in Wi-Fi is a piece of crap in case you, yeah. you, you've ever tried they using say this is Com- You say this is Comcast. Uh, it might as well be. It's Time Warner Cable, which is now oh, known as... Comcast sent, tried, did that, tried to do that with me. They sent, I, I love my surfboard, and they sent me out this giant, giant, and it was like a, like a foot tall. It wouldn't even the fit Aris, into the TV the Aris, unit. The Aris. Oh, it's the worst. That's what we have. And I think it also makes you, doesn't it also make you do that Sherry Wi-Fi thing where like are, you're contributing to the Comcast community I, when you use it? For all I know you are. Anyway, I, I had anyway. turned this thing off, but when I first had moved into the house, we set it up, and the network name that I had picked for that was the same one that I was using for the uh, Apple base station and then later for the Eero. Oh, I get it. Well, for some reason, when it lost power and came back on, it turned its own Wi-Fi networks back on. And because they were the same network name, for whatever reason, his computer and apparently some of the other devices as well were joining its they were connecting to its base station, its network, as opposed to the one from the Eero. I don't know why. Uh, and as soon as I... Might f- maybe, I mean, I don't know anything about... I'm the Glenn Fleischman. I do know Glenn Fleischman, pound sign Glenning. But, the, uh, but it could be that it just grabbed that particular... That's where it connected to for, instead of the Eero for some reason. So right. what I did is I, I turned those back off, and then all of it was like a huge weight had been lifted off of the network speeds. Everything was significantly faster. Not just his computer, but like my iPhone speed test was way faster. My, all of the computers, the Apple TV was like loading things faster. And, and I figured it, you know, maybe it was the hurricane that, that tripped the power, but maybe this thing had been on for even longer. And we had these conflicting networks. So, I had a suspicion that anytime this stupid thing loses power, it's going to turn these stupid things back on. So I renamed them so that there would be no conflict anymore, just in case they re-enabled themselves. And lo and behold, I had to move some things around, was doing a thing with the TV, moved it, unplugged it, plugged it back in. Guess what? Turned back on. So now there's a, they're on a separate what? network that the rest won't interfere with the main network of the house. As long anymore. as you don't connect to that. Right. I'll never connect. Good. No one will ever connect to that. But because I named it something like really stupid, like a UID or something. But long story short, uh, isn't that nuts? And why would it re-enable it? And so I tested it again, unplug, turned, it, turned the network off in the, in the control panel, uh, unplugged it, plugged it back in, networks come back on. It's See, so this, is, this is the paranoic in me, I know. Well, it's a combination of paranoia and ignorance, which is a terrible cocktail. But like, I, I get the feeling that sometimes you know you can overtly opt out of something, like in that case saying, look, I don't, I don't even want the Wi-Fi part of this. Like, I don't even want the beams coming through my house. You know? I totally and then agree. Some, and then something happens, and eh, maybe we kick it back on. I feel like every few months to a year, I have to re-unsubscribe <laughs> from every Twitter email list 
like I'll get no Twitter stuff for a long, and I, you know right. my, my memory's poor enough that I don't remember how many times I've done this. But I do know that in the last three weeks, I suddenly started getting tons of like you should follow Kim Kardashian emails, <laughs> right? Or your friends are talking about you know pound sign Irish bacon, and like every single one of the accounts, I have to go in and like onesie twosie unsubscribe. It just feels like this kind of weird backdoor thing companies do, where like they find some way, or maybe they don't even need like, legally, they don't need a reason, but they'll just like re-enable you know, whatever this thing is doing. That's so gross. I got something this month that is so dumb and maybe unnecessary, but it makes me feel good to have it. I just put it in show notes. Uh, I read about this on cool tools and I've wanted something like this for a long time. Kind of thing you don't need until it's too late and you already needed it. It's called the tech restarter tech restarter. Tech restarter, digital outlet timer, keep your devices running like new with this tech digital outlet timer, two outlets by Tech Restarter. <laughs> this is for, so for people who don't know what this is, it looks like a little alarm clock. Uh-huh. Blue. Blue. It looks like almost like a timer, like you'd use if you were timing some eggs or it's something. It's almost like it's a Tech Restarter digital outlet timer. Keep your right. devices running like new with this Tech what digital this outlet thing? timer, two outlets. It could not be any simpler. It's way overpriced for what it does, but what it does is so handy. And so you basically go in and you set the time. Is this time correct? Yes, it is. Pick a time that you would like all things attached to this to power down. Pick a time you would like all things attached to this to power back on. So here at my office, I have my Comcast surfboard and my Apple router dealy attached to this. And at 4 a.m., it shuts off. At 4 or 5 a.m., it turns back on. How is this different from just a regular timer? Sorry, um, this, like- one's a te- this one's a tech restarter. <laughs> but, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> there how is this different though from just a regular old regular old re, you know timer right well this one keeps your devices running like new <laughs> mm. you know you're right i probably didn't need this but uh and the, the only the only downside of it is that i get i wake up every morning to yay more notifications i get a canary notification that the uh canary is offline and is now back online well but, i um I put my version of this in. It's a Century 7 day heavy duty digital programmable timer dual outlet both control, <laughs> which is uh, $12.99. And I, I have several of these and I put that in the show notes. You know, why would you do this? Well, you, don't, you probably don't need to, but there, there is something to be said for have you tried turning it off and turning it back on? Yes. I don't think, I doubt, hmm, I hope that it is not harming these things to do this. But the first thing I would do if anything was acting weirdly with a box that does electronic things would be to safely power it down and power it back up. That's, I mean, especially with the cable thing. I've messed around with a lot with 192.01 or whatever where you go in and do the surfboards screen. But this is, I mean, this is a brute force solution to something that may not be a problem. But if I never realize that this thing is working, that's okay by me. I think it's, I think it's handy. And 4 a.m., there's not a lot going on. It's not going to ruin anything, but... Not sure why are you powering that. stuff off and leaving it off, or are you powering it off and then just sort of restarting it? So what this does is it just basically says when do you want this turned off, when do you want it turned back on. So it turn it it cuts the power to the modem and the router at um, four a.m. and then turns that power back on in five minutes. Mm-hmm. So it basically does a just exactly what the kid from Geek Squad would do to try and fix it. Just let's it, it, let's it rest for a minute. Have a rest. Have a rest. You turn back on. You reset everything. You work hard. You need a break. You work hard, you play hard, you blow out the dust, <laughs> it come, everything comes back up, 110. Mm-hmm. Tech restarter, digital outlet timer, keep your devices running like new with this tech digital outlet timer, two outlets, 70 customer reviews. 
Um, only seven. That's a that's an interesting problem, Dan. That that's a that's a good one. Yeah, I'm glad you fixed that. Okay. Um, now the, the main topic. Well, such as it is, um, I have had. I mentioned last week. I've had the developer iOS 11 on one of my iPads for pretty good while. I put the the um, public beta on my other iPad once it seemed to be like things were stabilizing. And then, like I said, last week when we talked, as soon as we finished recording last week, uh, I put the GM, uh, using a developer account, I put the GM on my phone of iOS 11. So that's, that's where I am. So what, is, uh, what have you done differently with iOS 11? Did you, I guess you just updated, right? I mean, it's, yes. it's, it's after the public today. After the show last week, um, I think very shortly after the show last week, there was an, an email that I got from Apple saying that the public beta, essentially the final public beta, whether it's the GM or not, was available so I decided after talking to you, I thought, okay, I'll put this on. And I put it on the iPad. Uh, I have an iPad Air 2. And I put it on that, and it was fine. And so I used it enough, and I've talked to you and enough other people who have said, everything seems pretty baked this time. Uh, mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, I'm usually the kind of person who these days I'll just sit back and wait. But I said, oh, let's see what happens this time. I'll just install it. And I put it on my primary iPhone uh, just about an hour before the show started. And apps are still updating because there were a bunch that I hadn't updated. And I figured it's always a good good idea to update apps once you update the OS because mm-hmm. the You'll app get developers so many are, updates. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're releasing a lot of things that might make the difference between it, the app working correctly and not working correctly. I, I don't update my apps a lot. Sometimes I, I resist do you do it manually? Yes. Okay, I do mine most. Most people do, and I I had something like 130 unupdated apps uh, when I started, so it's got 34 left. Well, if I could spread a little bit of love before we do a, a biased and editorial and incomplete first person whistle stop of uh, our one hour with uh, iOS 11. Sure. I wanted to call out lots of people wrote stuff about iOS 11. I want to call out three that I've looked at today that I think are good. For different reasons, uh, Jason Snell, writing for MacWorld, has a, a bright and tight kind of short review. If you only read, want to read one really short, not really short, but he covers a lot of what's new and different in this in a in a tight amount of space. That's in show notes. If you want the other end of that spectrum, if you want the big uh, Kahuna, uh, Federico Vitici has his very 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 large iOS 11 review. Uh, that's in show notes. Uh, I'm a member there, so I was able to get the EPUB, so I can read that in iBooks. Also, this year, Federico is offering a version, an audiobook version, <laughs> read by Mike Hurley. It's like five hours of reading. But uh, if you want to get those, that's good. One that I I, uh, I really, really like, the third and final one that I really liked, uh, was Rene Ritchie's uh, article, his review for iMore. Um I love their page design, but also I love the historical perspective that he brings to this. That is also in show notes. If you pull that up, he's got a real nice table in here explaining like what is really big and different in everything from two through 11 with pretty icons and everything. And he does a neat thing where like, of course, in his usual exhaustive style, he explains what's new, what's different, but he also does some nice historical things. Like he's got four screen grabs here of what logging in with your passcode looks like on 6, 7, 10, and 11, and how, what, what, what the differences are. It's a great way to be able to see what the delta on this stuff is, and does that for several things. So those are three that if you want a more exhaustive and, and well-edited approach to this stuff, that's some options for you. There's no, there's no paucity of uh, this information out there, but right. I think these are good ones. 
good ones. There's also, I mean, one of those dumb rumor sites. I forget which one. One of those dumb rumor sites does a really good series of videos on like what's different in this release. I want to say maybe 9to5Mac. I do not follow these sites. But um, they're the only place that I can ever find during one beta to another. They're the only source of information I have found that consistently will show you side-by-sides of even the most minute details that I would never in a million years catch. I actually I find that kind of stuff really valuable. Like I'm very happy to have somebody else do the heavy lifting on those kinds of things. But you can find those on YouTube. It'll probably pop up in recommendations if you're a nerd. But that's where we are. September 19th, iOS 11. Solid release as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and I mean, this is something that I think is, you know, typically we have both been hesitant to put it on our primary device until maybe like a dot one release, or I know I have, and I think maybe you're a little more uh, I very I wait till very well. You can tell, for example, like it wasn't until Friday that I put Sierra on my Mac. Right, like, um, the one year anniversary or whatever is coming up. So hey, it's time to update. Right, and that actually worked really well. But no, for for the Cascade for me is like I will wait a very long time to update my Mac uh, to a new dot release. I mean, I'll right. do the security updates or whatever, but like I'm pretty picky about that. Um, close second to that is my iPhone. Like I just I can't afford to have that thing go goofy definitely not then you've got my ipads which i'm pretty promiscuous about but really i'm super promiscuous with my daughter's ipad i'll put anything on there (laughs) that's historically where i would try and test things out um but no i have to say like from the time i got on i I, my my only advice would be like i'm not going to say don't do this unless you need to because that's such a dumb thing to say if you really want to do this my only advice would be never put on the beta one of anything because that that might as well be an alpha. It's not. It's beta one means like nobody, not that many people outside of this tight group have used it. Right. It's gonna have serious problems, and it's not unheard of to, for lack of a better word, brick a device, nearly brick a device where you've got to like kind of start over. There was that bug for a while on. Remember on iPad, where. Um, I had to wait for a whole new version before I could even like power up. There was that weird bug that a few people got. Yes. So, yeah, I would say do it on a device that you don't care that much about, but that'll be capable enough for you to notice the difference. And my only personal advice would be don't put it on your phone. If it's your only phone, like, don't put it on there until you really need to. And do, do backups. Backup, backup. Do backups in iTunes. You know, I am in... Check, so the, I, little, check actually, the little in, encrypt this backup, too. Don't forget that one, because if, if you do that, it'll prompt you for a password. People, yeah. I think people know this, but I want to say it just as a PSA. Please do, because there actually are several things to say here, but pl- please continue, so because this is really important. It is. Launch iTunes and check the little box that says encrypt this backup when you're doing it locally on the computer. With that, it'll prompt you for a password. The password can be anything you want, uh, but it's not the same. It's not like the same password that you would use to log in. It's not your iCloud password. I would recommend picking something different than both of those. And then that will encrypt the backup. But what that, what that actually lets you do is it will save all of the logins, uh, current logins and passwords and things like that, that you have on your phone right now, like on your email. As well as remembering the state of almost everything. Everything. To the point where, and if you have have good luck with iCloud, you can get this, but believe me, this will pay you off dividends so big. It's not just just that it remembers logins and passwords. That's really good. And Keychain takes care of a lot of that. But it does remember literal settings. Like when you restore a device, 
all your icons are in the same place and it remembers like what apps were open when you backed it up. It's that good. So, you know, and, and then the only thing I would add to that, Dan, is that like in my case, all my devices are set. The radio button is set to back up to iCloud. So, I mean, I'm not a technologist, but what I do is when I open up an iTunes, I click the radio button from iCloud to encrypted backup, make sure that the button is ticked to, to local backup, and then right. make sure the encrypted button is ticked. And then when it's all done, click it back to iCloud because you want to still keep getting those iCloud backups if that's what you do. But, you know, I, do that more often than you think you should. I know it feels like like a, an immodern, if that's a word. It feels like an, like an old-timey thing to do to back up to your computer, but if you've got the space... It is so, so worth it. And, you know, one nice thing in Sierra is uh, if you go to About This Mac, if you're on uh, Mac OS Sierra, I'm on 10.12.6, and you click on Storage, I, didn't, I guess I didn't know about this. They've got a neat, uh, they've added some nice features here for removing large files. Even if you don't want to turn on, you know, store in iCloud, um, I've told it to optimize storage, like get rid of movies, anything I can re-download that I don't need tells it empty trash but you can also then hit to reduce clutter where it'll go in and daisy disk like it will show you large things so if you've got in your little mobile sync folder if you've got old versions of backed up ipads and iphones and you don't know it you can probably safely delete those but you know it's really worth it to have a strong strong local backup that will be really good for you at some point you never know you never know i have found also good results restoring from icloud and my first choice is restore from iCloud. But the fact that you also have like this complete backup that is essentially like a file on your computer, uh, that's a good peace of mind thing, I feel like. I totally agree. I, I had not had reason or opportunity to use this new thing that looks amazing, this set up new iPhone mm, thing. I, don't, I see this? No, I don't know what that is. So go look at Renee's or really any of these. But so, it, so what you do is you, if you're setting up a new iPhone, you can, it'll say, do you want to transfer your settings from your other iPhone? So you turn on your old iPhone, you scan this little pattern, and it basically starts, starts moving everything over to your new phone. I don't know how it does, does it. It sounds like magic. But uh, that's, that's super cool. The downside of the iCloud, the full iCloud thing, of course, is that you know, it's going to take a while to redownload all the apps and all that kind of stuff. And I, I don't really fully understand what exactly is backed up where, but it sounds like this new thing will at the very least move all your settings over if you're not the kind of person who does the you know, start from scratch each time. Right. Oh, my God. Renee has 8,513 messages unread. Oh, my God. Um, that's more than that's, me. That stuff becomes important because think about how many things, how many times something in your tech world ended up being okay, but was a real pain the first time you dealt with it. Like setting up the, the new Apple TV, you know, was such a pain. There was so much. And then they made that a lot easier, but like you still, it still kind of sticks in your craw. You're reluctant to, you know, be too boisterous about jumping into something because you remember that pain. I think anything that makes, as they say, onboarding easier for new people is a good thing. Definitely. So, you know, give me your impressions. What's the stuff that jumps out to you? What, what are you excited about? You know, there is a lot to like, uh, but there are, there are differences. And that's, you know, I notice it. I notice the differences more on the iPad than I do on the iPhone. I mean, mm-hmm. clearly there are differences that jump out at you right away. The unlock screen uh, looks a little bit different, works, you know, a little bit different. Um, the, the, the way that like, 
the animations are and the the way the unlock keypad looks i mean those there are lots of little things throughout the operating system that are different like if you go to um the app store for example the way that the app store and and really anything messages was the most sort of jarring change uh where i first noticed it is at the top of all these windows there's a in a very large font a big thing that says messages up at the top when it shows your list of messages you'll see that a lot um as you scroll a little bit that gets smaller and shrinks up to be a title in the title bar area but you know like uh, that that's kind of a nitpicky thing i really don't like that a lot but i it's also there in mail you know i accept it like all inboxes okay i i get that we're in all inboxes now uh, it's not bad because it scrolls away and gets out of the way, but it's a little bit shouty. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, everything else seems to to be fine. You know, I, I was expecting maybe it would be a little bit slower. It doesn't feel any slower to me. It feels about the same. Uh, I haven't used it long enough on my phone to know if it really affects battery life. The battery life on the iPad is so good, I didn't notice any difference. Um, you know, the... There are some things uh, about it that just feel a little bit more cohesive, a little bit faster. Uh, I like the fatter uh, bars for signal. I like the fatter uh, mm-hmm. things like the little details like that jump out at me. But you've been using this thing so much longer that I'm way more curious what what you've seen with it. I've just been on this just for a little while. Yeah, sure. Well, the most experience, like, like I said, I've only had it on my phone for a week and i mean honestly it's having used it for a while on ipad it's not as dramatic on the phone right yeah I- ipad is where you really notice it and i mean the that ability this takes this definitely takes a while to get used to but if you're on ipad on ios 11 that ability to um swipe up from the bottom of the screen to get the dock from wherever you are you know we become so nine or ten years of you know, becoming trained on clicking the button to go anywhere. It's, it's going to take a while to get used to this, but it's really handy. You can put so many things down in that dock. A trick I learned from Fraser is you can have a drunk junk drawer down there, like where you could have a folder full of stuff you don't want, you know, taking up a horizontal space, but you want to have nearby. So you can create a folder in there. So, you know, let's say you're over in Twitter and you want to get into Overcast. All you have to do is swipe up and hit that icon. And that's, Actually, really, really great. Um, I want to talk a little bit about using it with a keyboard because that has gotten a lot better. But um, so that—that's where I mainly notice it. I love. At first, I thought it was weird, but now I like the switcher where when you. So I'm sorry. This is either going to be inscrutable or boring. But if you're on iPad, you swipe up a little bit, you get the dock. You swipe up more, and now you're in this mode where you're seeing cards of all the open apps in order, plus your control center stuff. I mostly like the control center changes. I I go into Overcast so often that it feels frustrating that I have to do that to get there. I, I wish I just had a little flick up for that, but I'll I'll get used to it. But um, but I think that's a, that is a huge improvement to re- really use that screen real estate for all that stuff is fantastic. They um, they had initially taken out, but then brought back the ability to flick up to quit an app. I know you're never supposed to need that, but sometimes you do. Right, and that's handy. Um, I recently started using the YouTube app on John Syracuse's recommendation. And sometimes I I have trouble figuring out how to find things in the YouTube app and I just want it to stop playing and go away. So Mm -hmm. I'll just flick it to go away sometimes. Um, But that's a, that's a really, 
that's a really big difference, and I really, really like it. As far as the stuff with um, drag and drop and the the multiple, the side-by-side stuff, I, I've spent a fair amount of time with it, but I haven't used it for that much actual capital letter real work. But it is pretty neat because there are there's, – if you think about like – I think for most of us, if we're going to do really serious stuff, we'll, we'll probably use the Mac. But for for mostly serious stuff, there are times when like if I'm doing show notes, you know, one of my things I have to do for a lot of my shows is show notes. And it actually is pretty handy to have Google Docs up on one side or whatever or my text editor on the right and then have Safari up on the left. That is really, really handy. Um, this is also, as it happens – this gets me a little bit into what the changes are with using the keyboard or how using the keyboard has gotten so good and fast. But um, it also, if you pair two apps, so basically you, let's say you're, you're in an app, you're in, let's say Twitter, you pull up your little dock and you drag with your thumb and my right thumb in my case, I drag an app from the dock at the bottom over to the right. And now you got two columns and they're next to each other. And it, it's, that's persistent. It'll remember that those two should be next to each other. You can change the percentage width that each one gets. But if you, if, if at that point you click the home button, you go to the springboard, go do other stuff at any point, you can go back. And when you like flick up or tap, tap, right. Those will still be paired. They'll remember. They'll always that's be great. in that pair until you do something different, um, and that's actually pretty handy. That you can get a, some some pretty decent work done uh, like that. I think those are all very very positive, and it's it's exciting and rewarding to see them using the hardware power of these devices to do something that is legit innovative um, on the iPad in particular. I got more, but that's that's my initial ones. Are it's just. Uh, it's, it's a great update. It's super I, yeah, solid. I think it is too. And I don't really feel like, like again, I'm not. You know, we don't give advice on this show. Mm-mm. But I think if people are wanting to update on their iPhones, I don't think they're going to experience some kind of major crisis of oh my god, what have I done? This is too different. This is totally different. You know what I'm saying? I just don't think. It's a problem. Whereas there, there have been past releases where things were really different or things felt really different. And iOS 6 being the biggest uh, culprit in that. Uh, this is not like that. This is not like mm-hmm. going from iOS 5 to iOS 6. It's, it's more like a dot release, but there are a lot of really nice little things that seem to be there. But, but for the iPad, it feels like a major, major change. Do you agree with that, or am I just missing mm-hmm. things on, on, the, on the iPhone? No, I do. I mean, there's a lot more that you can do in that space, and I think they're, they're utilizing it. There's, there's, there's so much stuff under the hood that we can't get too far into, but there are lots of really nice, as with so many Apple things, a lot of it is the little stuff. I mean, little stuff like you now get to choose, for example, this is really random, but I love this. Like if you go into your privacy and you go into location, you're no longer stuck between just uh, use my location while it's open or use it always. Right. Now you have to have use only when the app is running. So like uh, I'm a Lyft person now. I moved off the Uber, but I had to like, we we're scrambling to get a car this weekend and I opened Uber. And of course I had to open my location. I mean, I spent most of this morning just going in and change, changing everything to just when the app is in use. Th- those kinds of little changes. Um, trying to think of some others. There's so many uh, little bits that I really love. The changes to let me pull up here. Oh, I'm still getting used to this. Little neat stuff like if you're on an, uh, an iPhone with 3D Touch. I know not everybody loves 3D Touch, but go open up your control panel or control center, 
And notice how much stuff you can 3D touch on. So if you so you unlock your phone, mm-hmm. you swipe up, mm-hmm. you're in control center, and then do like a long press or 3D touch on uh, the one with the airplane and the radio, like your connectivity right. one. Oh, yeah. You open that up and look at all that great stuff. I love there. that. This is something that I have been uh, hoping that they would do. And I wish there was a little bit more in there, but I really like that. And uh, even just like uh, like 3D pressing on the flashlight, that was the first one I did. Yeah. It yeah, allows yeah. you to step up the intensity of the flashlight. Uh, very cool. Or even stuff like when you click on the camera now, you get you get a little pop-up for take selfie, record video, record slow-mo. You get screen capture now. You can do screen capture with video on there. Uh, it's kind of neat that you can just create a new note right from inside of there. I think all of that, that stuff is really great. We haven't even gotten into the file browser. That's pretty amazing. You now have the ability to bring up not just your iCloud files, but things like Dropbox. Right. That's all in there. And now as of this morning, I, another thing I put in notes was, um, I think it was Eddie, was it Mac Drifter? Uh, just basically a quick, quick thing on like all the stuff that's, it's called here come the iOS updates, one password, a notable Dropbox notability PDF. There's so many of these productivity apps that have added drag and drop. And that is so handy. Um, it's still a little bit wonky. The whole like, um, multi, what is the official name for that? When you get the side by side apps, if it's not in the dock, it's a little bit acrobatic, to do on the one hand, this is very clever, and on the other hand, it's a little ham-fisted. But let's say you're in Safari, and there's some deep app somewhere you don't know where it is. You can pull down from the top and do a spotlight search. When the icon shows up, let me get this right. I, I don't. I want. I won't do this right now. But you do an uh, a spotlight search. You see the app that you want. You grab it with your thumb. You drag it down into like where the dock area would be, mm-hmm. and then that turns it into something that you can make into a column on the right. So it's a, it, it takes kind of a multi-finger thing to make it work, but I think for our first cut, it does plenty. You know, this is something where, you know, this is something you're going to have to use for weeks to really get a feel for whether it works how you want, how it works, what it's good for. But I think it's, to me, indisputable that it's a big step forward. I think so, too. And I like, I like what I'm seeing. I'm less skeptical than usual. I'm just enjoying it. I'm feeling good about it. Gabe from MacDrifter. I miss Hi, Gabe. I had occasion the other day. Why was this? I forget why, but I, I had occasion to be using the iPad with the with a, a Logitech keyboard, mm. and I hadn't done that in a while. And I, I guess I I forgot. I didn't know or didn't notice like how much stuff has gotten so good on there. Just two quickies, and I, I only mentioned this because I've I've gotten several notes from people. I mentioned this on another podcast, and some people didn't know about this. You know, if you've got a keyboard hooked up, and in my case, these Logitechs are pretty great because um, both of the Logitechs I have have three different Bluetooth buttons. So you can, like, say, click number one means I'm controlling my iMac. Click number two means I'm controlling this iPad. Number three means I'm controlling that iPad, iPhone, whatever. One thing that's pretty neat is um, you've got an app switcher in there. So if you, you know, it may seem kind of non-obvious, but... You may accidentally do this and then realize that it works. Command-Tab works to switch to different apps. Most people know that, including taking you to the homepage. That is super great. Very cool. Um, Well, let me get get to the big one. This is one that I don't know if this is new, but it's new to me, is that uh, when you're inside of an app, you can hold down Command, and it will show you what commands are available for the app and the screen that you're on right now. 
So if you're inside of Twitter, it'll say like, okay, if you hold down command arrow up, it'll take you to the top, command arrow down, take you to the bottom, et cetera, et cetera. The one that I've just recently discovered, I, I assume this is not new, but this is such a game changer. If you're on your iPad mm-hmm. with a keyboard and you hit command space, what would you expect to have happen? I would, I would hope it would be spotlight. It brings up spotlight. You start typing. That's pretty cool. Now, now I want you to follow me there. You're in an app just doing stuff. You did not have to hit the home button with your finger and pull down. All you had to do wherever you are, you hit command space. You'll see where I'm going with this. You hit command space and your cursor is in the search field. That's pretty cool. You start typing. You type TW. And it brings up matches. You'll see, like you might have, like in my case, I've got the recommendations, the five, like here's what I think you want. Below that, it'll show the icons that match what you searched for. The great part is you hit command space. You're in the field. You type TW. The first selection is, let's say, TweetBot. You hit enter. It knows, it auto-selects the first app that matches whatever you typed. So if it's not a current app that you're using that you can command tab into, you can get to any app on your iPad in about a second and a half. That's amazing. And that is, it's, well, you kind of have to see it to do it to like feel the magic, but it is really powerful. It's really surprisingly capable, and it feels like there's less and less need to put your grubby fingers onto the screen when you're using it. <laughs> if you're doing a lot of like text-based stuff, like that's, that's pretty terrific. And now with having two apps open, hmm, that's good stuff. You know, there was, I was talking to a friend about using you know back to that philosophy of using an ipad as a primary at least primary mobile computer mm-hmm. and these things just really really solidify that as a viable option you know like i i think i mentioned in the past that my wife once i got i got the ipad pro the big one when it first came out and very shortly after it she just really gravitated to it and that pretty much became her main her main computer, for lack of, of a better term. I mean, that's what yeah. she has used. We still My wife ha- uses her big iPad a lot more than she uses her MacBook Air. It's crazy. And like the yeah. funny thing is, she'll still like she'll still go to the old iMac that we have and she'll still do some things on that. And I'll say, you know, you, you could do that uh, just on your iPad if you wanted. And she's like, well, because in her mind, she still makes that separation that like creating content even if it's like updating the grocery list or something like for her that's sitting down in front of a computer with a with a keyboard as soon as i introduced the idea of like well you know you you could put a keyboard and connect it to this too with the bluetooth the same as this no 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 I just, i'll just use the computer for that and and at first i thought it was kind of like oh you know it's like old-fashioned but it, it is kind of a a habit that there a lot of what might keep someone from considering an iPad as a primary machine is simply they're not used to the idea of using it that way. Mm. Oh, absolutely. You know, it, that, they, that it could do a lot more than they might think it could do. I mean, there are a lot of people who are just browsing and maybe doing a little bit of email here and there on their iPad and watching a video, but it can do a whole lot more, of course. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like there's a, like, you know, I mentioned earlier that thing of like, oh, you hear about something, you try it, it didn't make sense or it didn't work, and you kind of abandon it. I kind of feel like um, the iOS selection tricks that you can do are probably underutilized. On the iPad, that means, for example, that if you start swiping across your keyboard with two fingers, uh, you can move around and select things. This is very powerful on an iPhone with those little tiny letters. And it, it will definitely take you a few days to get used to this. But if you can get into that habit of doing the long press on the keyboard 
to basically move through text and then the longer press to start selecting, oh my God, this saves you. It saves so much time over that arduous task of having to go in and put your cursor just at the right place. And, right. Oh, you missed the last letter and stuff <laughs> yeah, like that. Yep. I mean, I, 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 I wonder how many people are using that because you might be really surprised at how well it works. Like go into whatever, a text editor, go into Notes. Notes is a great example. Notes has so much great stuff in it. And when you're in Notes and you're typing along, do a press – and then your, your keyboard goes gray, which means that you're now in the moving through the text mode. So you don't have to use arrows. Like it's like the arrow is your thumb and you're just moving around. And then when you get to where you want, you do a longer press. It's a little bit artful to learn this, mm-hmm. but do a slightly longer press that selects a word. Now you drag left or right and it starts grabbing everything um, in that selection. And uh, it doesn't sound like much, but it's a huge time saver. And ditto with this, like I said, with this keyboard stuff on the iPad. These are things that are really non-obvious. They do not reveal themselves. These are, these are things you probably have to like read about to get. But uh, they add so much productivity. Once, you're, once you get used to them, it's a little bit like Touch ID. You just start expecting it to always be this easy. What else do we have? You should probably tell me about one more thing that you like. Sure, I'd be happy to tell you a little bit about... ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter. It was just a, what do they call that? A, a pregnant pause? Prognance, the Germans call it. I see. ZipRecruiter. Are you, Merlin, are you hiring? I'm always hiring, Dan. A, B, H. Well, I think a lot of people, uh, when they're hiring, you have this really tough task ahead of you, and that is not finding the talent. I mean, that's the obvious task, but how do you even go about trying to reach out to people? Do you know where to post your job and the job description to find the best candidates. That's the thing. Spoiler alert, I don't. You don't. And most of us don't. And that's the thing. There are so many sites out there. There are so many different places to go. Which one will work? You know, how do you manage all these different incoming emails and resumes and uh, CVs for all you people in the UK? With ZipRecruiter, they handle all of this. They're not like a regular job board. They handle this whole process you can post your job to over 100 job sites with just one click. Then their tech matches the right people to your job, and they do this better than anyone else. And, and this is why they're different. They're not a job site. They don't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. And in fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter will find a quality candidate through the site on the first day within one day. And you don't have to juggle emails. You don't have to worry about calls to your office. You actually can screen and rate and manage all the applicants in one place with their dashboard. It makes it so simple to do this. You can find out why so many people are getting interested in this and and using it by going to a special URL. The URL will make it free. And you could go to ziprecruiter.com slash back to work. Once more, ziprecruiter.com slash back to work makes it free and it's going to help you find the best candidate. It is really hard to find somebody good and they make it so much easier. Really, the next time you're trying to hire someone, go check them out. ZipRecruiter.com. Thanks very much to them for supporting Merlin Mann and back to work. Dan Benjamin. Bok, bok. Oh, what a mess. I should have prepared. Other things that are exciting. Um, have you tried the um, the new little baby keyboard? The baby, the Bebe keyboard. 
Bye bye. Go to let's say mess. Are you, you Can I do this? Mind? I have my phone right in my hands. Yep, I don't yep, have the iPad phone. handy. Open your phone. Okay. Go so to say messages. Messages. Um. Uh, so the globe at the bottom. Do a long press. Long press on globe. All right. Are you left hand or are you do you type with your left or right hand? The right hand usually. Wait a minute. Which what globe are you talking about? So like when you're in a field where you can start typing, the, yeah. like the key the keyboard switcher do a long press on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then click like, the keyboard on, little... on the left or right. What is that? It makes you a little baby keyboard you can use with one hand. No way. And then you yeah. hit the little arrow and it, it squ- squinches back. It works for back. emojis. It oh, works for and emojis that's why too. there's a right and a left one because... Yeah, you pick yours, yeah. See, now instead of a globe, I have a little happy face. Oh, because oh, you were on emoji at the time. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So I got... Yeah, I yeah, got but that's, oh, that is really cool. That's going to take me a while to master, but I'm going to try to make myself use that because that's super handy. A one-handed... Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look at that. I just typed a message to my friend. You did. Let me, let me type you back. Let's see. I'm clicking. That's a really here. cool... What are the, you, you must be full of these little things. What are some other ones you got? Oh, God. I wish I'd prepared. H-I. I'm clicking... Oh, oh, here's one for you. Let's see. Oh, you're sending me things. Well, I just, I'm here. just doing what it wants me to do. Yeah. That's all any of us can do. Are these stickers? Is that what's going on here on the bottom? There's a little target. I've got target. The dog, the, the dog with its, uh. Stand by. <laughs> Did you get it? Yes. Did you get the exploding yes. clowns? Yes. There's some, there's some bacon for you. I like that. I think it's called the echo effect. Yeah. Echo. Yeah, I didn't know about that. That's new to me. Let's see. I'm clicking. All right. Uh, other exciting things. Yeah. You know, the thing with these things is like, it's just remembering that they're there and then remembering to use them. <laughs> Echo is a weird one. That Spotlight. Weird one. That's weird. Um, I would be fine with them taking away that microphone forever full stop. You don't use that very often. Only by accident. And then I see that I've been accidentally recording myself doing nothing for 15 <laughs> seconds. And then I, I, I go, ah! And then I accidentally send it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if I do that very, very often. I don't think I do that ever. Maybe to, my, not, maybe to my son. But if I do it to him... Then he'll respond that way, and I'll get like oh, now ten you're replies of him like singing. I know, singing. I know. When my my daughter gets bored in the last part of a ride home, and she'll grab her mom's phone and start sending me those. You're an Apple TV boy, right? Yes. Uh, ability to control your Apple TV from inside Control Center is pretty great. You do a press on Apple TV, and now you've got a little swipey pad. You got a play pause. You got jump forward, and you've got Siri. You can Siri search your Apple TV right from your iOS device, and it totally works. And that's from Control Center that, that that's going to yeah, show. Yeah. So here's one thing that's not obvious. So you unlock your phone. You go to settings. You go to is that under general? Where's Control Center? Control Center is uh, in its own under notifications. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. You go to Control Center. Customize controls. <gasps> Look at all those. Ah, now see, now we're talking. Now, this now is, you got This is the kind of productivity tips that people tune in for right here. A lot of good Apple stuff. TV remote. You're kidding me. Try it. Try this it. Is gonna, this is a game changer. I'm not kidding. Game changed. I'm not kidding. Also, this is one that's been around forever, but... but there's still there's people who don't know this when you go into settings 
pull down just a little bit and you get a search field and you can search all the way through all of those hundreds and hundreds of settings it'll take you so you're kidding look at this i knew you were full of these kinds of tips i used to be merlin man i i remember yeah that was fun that was fun stuff the what shoe and everything. Oh, talking to my shoe. You remember that? that I was did. Cool. Oh my gosh! Look at all the different options they've added for Siri. There are many, many things. Um, wow! Please tune in while Dan and I look at our phones. Right. The, the screen recording is pretty great. It's it's pretty wild the first time you use it that it, like it really does just actually work. Oh, and the new screenshot thing on iOS uh, 11 for iPad is really good. Have you had occasion to use that? No, yet? no. Well, tell me what I'm missing. Are you on an iPad? No, right I don't have it handy, but I, I so, can pretend. Yeah, but you just you just do like you would. You do the sleep button and the home button, and it, it flashes. And then it drops a little thumbnail of that down in the corner. You can click on it, and you can do markup. You can do cropping, uh, what have you, all uh, without wherever you are. You just do it in place. And if you just dismiss it, it just saves it as a photo. But a lot of times, you want to do a screen grab and immediately crop it and post it somewhere. A real fast way to do that. And like I say, it's got markup, so you could go and circle things. I'm circling. Uh, can you erase things? Oh, yeah, I'm erasing things. That's exciting. Lots of little stuff. Maybe we'll do follow-up on this as we use it more. Um, oh, other things, like I know this is not, not so big for you, but um, watchOS 4 has some great stuff, too. A couple of they have like the new faces. You can get new um, Toy Story faces, but if you have WatchOS four, check out the Siri face. It's really it's pretty interesting. It's not very pretty, um, and it's it's very utilitarian. You get basically one complication um, plus the time and date. In my case, but basically it entel- you say what kinds of things you want to know about. So like I don't need to know about stocks. I've turned that off. But inside the Apple Watch app on your iPhone, you can say what kinds of stuff it should intelligently try to guess about, and it'll show you stuff like, okay, here's your next reminder, your reminder to recharge the Apple TV remote, got to pick up my kid, I got reconcilable differences tonight, it shows me sunset, it shows me previously on this date photos, I'm turning the crown here. It's a really neat idea that uh, to basically try and guess what it is you would need to know next, really good for traveling, and stuff like that. Handy. Handy. Very handy. Handy. Well, I think it's probably good for today, don't I you? Think, yeah, I think we're solid. I'm winded. So would you would you say that people should give this one a shot? I mean, I, you know, and they can well, call I, you. I mean, they can I, call I'm, you if they have I'm trouble. Reluct- they can always t- uh, drive it over to Craig's house. Um, <laughs> I guess I would say, yeah. I mean, I, I know it's not strictly necessary to do a backup, but, you know, if you can, do a backup. Um, do a backup to if you have a Mac with iTunes, it, you know, it's going to take you maybe an hour. It really, it's, I think that's a good habit to get into because even though things are mostly going okay, and I have to tell you that the betas I've had of, of iOS 11 have all been solid. Um, increasingly better, obviously. Sometimes there's regressions. But like if you're going to monkey with this stuff, even for just an update, if you have the ability and know how, um, do a backup. But yeah, I mean, you're kind of silly not to, as long as your device, if it runs on your device, it's, it's a good idea to update. Oh, boy, here's an education. Try this. Um, go to settings. Go to general. Go to... Um, where's the apps? Is it usage? General. You have your readers on? General about, <laughs> general about and applications. Okay. And, and it'll show you. I have three like three pages of apps that won't work because they're 32-bit. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Because I, I read something about that this morning. If you try to launch a 32-bit app, yeah. you'll get a little message that says, this won't run. Yeah, but here's what's crazy. is like It'll say, like, okay, Tumbleita, iDashboard, uh, can I stream it? Like there's these, if you click on it, all it really says is that, oh wait, I guess it will take you to the app store there. It will, but I, uh, like I have just to say that this is, this isn't going to work anymore, right. but it won't let you delete it. You should be able to slide from right from to left right and delete there. it. I agree. I have two, only two. One wow. is drafts. You remember you need to update that. Drafts. Update drafts, dude. Well, it's updated. There's no update for it. He's got a brand new version. Maybe really I gotta, I've got to upgrade to the new uh, version. Uh, don't upgrade. I? Upgrade with two Ds for a double dose of All his right, pimpin'. I'll, I'll upgrade to him. There it is. I've been, uh, I've been working on, on the beta through a test flight. Uh, it's a very good app. <laughs> Being that guy. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Uh, lots of little good stuff in here. We're barely scratching the surface. Yeah, but you know, this is a good time as any to give yourself a little audit and go in and look at stuff like uh, if you if you're killing time and you're at the DMV or you know waiting for your kid to do ballet, um, there are lots of little things that are smart to do. Going in and looking at all, looking in, it's a good time to look at your notifications. Do you really need all those notifications? Turn off the ones you don't need. Go into your privacy settings. Turn off the tracking on stuff that doesn't need to be tracked. Um, just you know, good stuff. What do you think of the new App Store icon? I. Um, I haven't thought about it too much. If I think about it too much, it troubles me just because I know it's a, it used to be based on a physical object, and mm-hmm. now, now it's it just looks like something M.C. Escher would do. Right. It looks like some like – Three uh, popsicles, popsicle yeah, sticks? Yeah, popsicle sticks stacked on top of each other. Yeah. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I have a ritual where a couple times a week I take all the iOS devices, I put them in the same room, update everybody's apps. If there's somebody in your life who may be the person who gets a pop-up all the time and constantly dismisses it, maybe be a pal and go back up that person's device if you're a really good person, and then also maybe update their apps and their iOS for them. That's a nice thing you can do. Right. Because they might benefit a lot. Then there are those people with the very, very tiny devices. And their life is sad. (laughs) It's sad. You ever had that? You ever like get that with my daughter's iPod, where it's like you have to delete all these cooking games if you want to update the uh, yeah. OS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, cooking games. She has games. We paid for games where she makes teriyaki. You know what she's loving? You got a PS4? Ah, uh, we do. Yeah, she's loving. She played this at a friend's house, and we got it. And she loves it. Your kids. It might be too juvenile for cash, but she's loving Lego World. Oh, and it's basically Minecraft as Lego. Oh but right, big, right, right! It's got I a big dose of about like this. very, very uh, similar. Like we play it in toy in um, uh, what's it called? Sandbox mode. So right. it's kind of like Minecraft meets uh, in uh, uh, Infinity toy well, box. It, look at this! It just came out uh, a week or two ago for the Switch. I'll just get them, get them on that. It's really fun, and you can go around and you can do Lego things and make worlds. And it's got, I, it reminds, like I say, it reminds me favorably of the late great Infinity uh, game, the Disney game, where we would just play in toy box mode all day, just like make a house, like like trick out our house. You can do a lot of that here, where you toy box mode, you not toy box mode, sandbox mode. Yes, sandbox. Mode. You get it's like creative or uh, creative mode. So you've got access to everything. If you want to make a wizard castle, you just point. It shows you the wireframe of where it'll be, and boom, you got a wizard castle. Oh, that's cool. Furnished. You go in, you make stuff. It's really fun. Like when you ride around, Lego bricks pop up. It's really fun. Lego worlds. Lego worlds. 
Oh, I'm winded. I think I need to lay down. I'm just glad they have it for the switch. Now I now I can relax. Switch, switch. <laughs> Isn't there's a town I know where the kids yes, are hitting yes. cold bedrock? Twist, twist. No. Every day somebody's born who hasn't heard me sing mm. on a podcast. Mm. 320 West Portal Avenue. Come out on Thursday. Ungainly X-Man meetup. I'll be I there. I'll be it. there too. All right. Okay, let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin.